Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening at the Schubert Theater, April 14, 1937, Babes in Arms, with music by Richard Rogers, lyrics by Lawrence Hart, and book by Rogers and Hart, was a coming-of-age musical comedy concerning a group of small-town Long Island teenagers who put on a show to avoid being sent to a work farm by the town sheriff when their actor parents go on the road for five months in an effort to earn some money by reviving vaudeville. Featuring a plethora of show tunes that became pop standards, including the title song, Where or When, My Funny Valentine, The Lady is a Tramp, Johnny One Note, and I Wish I Were in Love Again, the young Broadway cast featured future stars Dan Daly, Alfred Drake, Mitzi Green, Wynne Murray, Robert Roundsville, and the Nicholas Brothers, with choreography by George Balanchine. The original Broadway version had strong political overtones, with the discussions of Nietzsche, a communist character, and two black characters who are victims of racism. In 1959, George Oppenheimer created a, quote, sanitized, depoliticized rewrite, unquote, which is now the most frequently performed version in which the young people are trying to save a local Summerstock theater from being demolished. The film version of Babes in Arms, released in 1939, starred Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney, directed by Busby Berkeley. Its radically revised plot retained only two songs from the original stage version, Where or When and Babes in Arms, with new songs created by other writers, and the film is credited with popularizing the kids-putting-on-a-musical trope, which began a series of such Mickey and Judy films, such as Strike Up the Band, Babes on Broadway and Girl Crazy. Babes in Arms became MGM Studios' biggest money grocer of 1939, surpassing The Wizard of Oz. Mickey Rooney was 19 years old when he was nominated for the Oscar for Babes in Arms, making him the second youngest person ever to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Here on the November 9th, 1941 episode of the Screen Guild Theater R, reprising their film roles, Mickey Rooney as Mickey Moran and Judy Garland as Patsy Barton in Babes in Arms. The following program is transcribed. This is Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Presenting tonight, Babes in Arms. And here is your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. The Gulf Oil Companies and your neighborhood good Gulf dealer welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. That music you hear is Oscar Bradley's introduction for Babes in Arms with those two great young stars, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Mickey and Judy portray Mickey Moran and Patsy Barton, respectively. Two youngsters who can't stay away from the theater and can't stay away from music. As a matter of fact, that's Patsy you hear singing right now. And that's Mickey playing his latest composition at the piano. Know where they are? In the offices of the Schuyler Music Publishing Company. Yes, sir, playing Mickey's tune for Mr. John Schuyler himself. Let's peek in and see how they come out, shall we? Give a cheer for your land Where smiles are broader, free 
freedom greater. Let every man thank his own creator. Hi there, Yankee. Give up with a great big tanky. You're in God. That's it, Mr. Schuyler. Well, what do you think? Where'd you swipe that tune, Mickey? Quit kidding words and music by Mickey Moran. Why, it'll sweep the country. Uh, won't it? Sure it will. It's a surefire hit, Mr. Schuyler. Mickey, I'll give you $100 for it. $100? Mickey, that's wonderful! Yeah. Don't you understand? He's going to publish a song. Yeah. Gosh... Hey, what's the matter with him? He's fainted. It was just too much for him, Mr. Schuyler. Well, I think they did all right there, don't you? Of course, it isn't millions yet, and it isn't Broadway. <laughs> but then it ain't hay either. Personally, I'm betting on Patsy and Mickey. We'll follow the checkered career of these young hopefuls just as soon as we check on something Mr. Heaston has on his mind. All right, bud? Get the jump on winter. That's the sign you'll be seeing soon at your good golf dealers. And it's mighty good advice for you motorists who live where frost and icicles and slow starts will soon be bothering you again. It's good advice for many folks who live further south, too. So let your good golf dealer help you in two ways at once. With Gulf Flex registered lubrication and Gulf Lube motor oil. Gulf Lube, the finest regular-priced motor oil Gulf has ever sold, is refined by the exclusive Multisol process. It gives you easier starting and surprisingly high mileage. In addition, it resists the formation of sludge and hard carbon deposits. So get the correct grade of Gulf Lube for your part of the country. And take care of the rest of your car, too, with that modern Gulf Flex registered lubrication and by putting fresh winter-grade lubricants in your transmission and differential. Remember, to get the jump on winter, get Gulf Flex registered lubrication and Gulf Lube motor oil. Your car will start easier, run better, and last longer. Thanks, bud. And now let's go to the city park, where we find Mickey and Patsy walking home from the music publishing company. Pay to the order of Michael Moran. <laughs> let's sit down and rest a minute, Mickey. It's such a long walk from that bus. Mickey. Mickey! Huh? Oh, 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 sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry. Gosh, my first hundred bucks. That's just the beginning. I'll say it is, because you know what this means? Now I can produce my show. You mean on a real stage with an orchestra and, and people out in front who pay to get in? Sure, I can rent that summer stock theater for $25. But won't the costumes and scenery take an awful lot? Yeah, but I'll go easy on big effects. Of course, i got to get a swell big sign with your name on it, so it'll be out in front. After all, you'll be the singing star, you know. Mickey. You mean you'll put my name right out in front of the theater? Sure. It'll read, Michael Moran presents Michael Moran and Michael Moran's Great Music Review, directed by Michael Moran with Patsy Barton. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I never expected. I I never dreamed. Oh, I'll work hard for you, Mickey. Honest, I will. Thanks, Pat. I I uh, feel like I ought to buy you a swell present out of this hundred, but... Yeah, I know. I, but this show will mean a lot to both of us if it goes over, and it will, Mickey. I know it will. I hope so, but... I, I I do want to show my appreciation for Wilfred spurring me on and making me think I'm good. But would would you like to wear this? Your music class pin? Oh, Mickey. Yeah, I I think it's gold. I've had it almost a year and it hasn't turned green yet. <laughs> Here, you, you can have it, Pat. 
Gee. Well, is that all? Well, what do you want me to say? You know what I want you to say. Well, I won't say it. All right, then don't. You take your old picture. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, no, Patsy. I'm going but I, I I do, Patsy. Wait. Do what? I do what you want me to say. And I won't. Very much. Well, then. Oh, all right. There. <laughs> now you're satisfied. Come on, let's go. <laughs> It be, kids. The banana specials is extra special today. Well, two root beers, small ones, too, huh? Two small root beers. Gee, Mickey, the rehearsals are going fine. Yeah, but the bankroll isn't. If I just had something I could... I could only run into an angel. You mean as a special attraction for the show? Oh. An angel would be a novelty. Oh, no, no, not that kind of an angel, Pat. I, I mean a backer, somebody who puts some dough into the show. Harry Maddox always has one. You mean the big Broadway producer? Yeah. Oh, I wonder where he gets them. I don't know, but you could call Mr. Maddox up and ask him. He might have an angel he wasn't using this season, or one that wasn't a full-time angel, just a <laughs> cherub. No. We've got to get some money somewhere, or we're, or we're sunk. You can wait for us, Peter. We won't be long. Hey, pipe that. That's baby Rosalie. Remember, she used to be the kid movie star. Oh, yes, isn't this way? She acts like she believes her own publicity. Yeah. Such a delightful place. Of course, in California, we have drive-ins. You sit in your car, me. Well, in Freeport, all we've got is a drugstore. Hello, Patsy. Hello. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Miss Barton. This is Miss Essex. What's famous is baby Rosalie. How do you do, Miss Essex? I remember you very well. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you see me in my biggest success, the Queen's Little Daughter? Or did you see my smash hit, the Baby General? Oh, well, let me see. Oh, I... dear me, it all seems so long ago. Jeff tells me you're going to produce the show. Oh, I'm not. Mickey is. Uh, this is Mickey Moran. <laughs> Howdy. Charmed, I'm sure. Do you think you might hit anything for me in the show? In, in our... our you, you, you mean that, that you'd really like oh, to... Oh, but of course. I'm dying to get back in harness. <laughs> well, this isn't exactly a horse show, but we could use you fine. <laughs> Why, with your name, we'll be able to... Oh, boy. I imagine some of the lines will have to be rewritten to fit my personality. Huh? Who's the author? Uh, I am. I, I wrote the whole show myself. Oh, that's wonderful. Suppose we go up to my house right now and talk it over. Alone. Okay. Swell. You'll, you'll excuse us, of course, Pat. Oh, of course. Bye. Goodbye, Pat. I'm positively excited about this production, Mr. Moran, and my durability, and my power. Oh, how could we miss? With his ability and her following. Did you hear that? Yeah. She's kind of pretty, isn't she? Look at her cuddle up to him in that back seat. Oh, well, Mickey's just being nice to her for business reasons. I hope. Well, there they go. How about a drink, Pat? Yeah. I kind of feel like I need a drink. And so do I. What'll it be? I'll have a Coke. No. From now on, I'm going to live dangerously. I'll have a double Coke. With lemon. Hold it! Hold it, everybody! Oh, boy, that's Murder! What's the matter with you violins there? You forget to turn the page or what? Come on, pay attention. Now, let's try it once again. From number eight. Here we go. Come on. 
Hi, this is Porchlight's Production and Operation Director, Alex Ryan. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today to Porchlight Music Theater at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration, and we hope you enjoy the show. And now the second act of Babes in Arms, adapted for radio by Harry Cronman and Charles Taswell, 
and starring Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. In about ten seconds flat, Patsy has dropped from star to wonder study, and as our scene opens, baby Rosalie, the new star, has arrived for rehearsal, and Mickey and Patsy are walking on stage to greet her. I'm not late, am I? Uh, no, you're not late. Only an hour and a half, that's all. I'm so sorry. I do hope everybody will forgive me. Well, let's get started with the rehearsal. We'll take that comedy scene first. Don, uh, yeah. have you met Miss Essex? Well, no. How do you do, Miss Essex? Well, I must speak to my agent about you. Oh, gee, thanks. My, it's so very close today. Yes, it is sultry. Can I get you a drink of water? Oh, thank you, my dear. Isn't she a sweet little girl? Huh? Oh, Pat? Oh, sure. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let's take that Anthony and Cleopatra sketch. Uh, you, Don, Miss Essex. Oh, I'm thrilled. Now, look. Uh, <clears throat> uh, this space is Cleopatra's throne room, a very luxurious layout overlooking the Nile. Mm-hmm. These two chairs are a swell divan covered with satin cushion and ostrich feathers and probably a lot of pearls oh, and things like goodness. that. And now, Don, you come in and stop, you see. Yeah. Just looking at baby Rosalie, who's re- uh, reclining on the divan. Would you uh, recline, please, Miss Essex? But don't I have any cushions? Tomorrow, Miss Essex. Oh. Okay, Don, let's go. Uh-huh. Now. Everybody get ready. <clears throat> Your Majesty. Ah, oh, Mark Antony. Welcome to Egypt, land of mystery. We have a superb palace, a magnificent museum, a terrific climate. And on a clear day, you can see the Sphinx. Ah, Cleopatra, I have a feeling I will find Egypt fascinating. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Terrible, Don. Terrible. Oh, that's an awful way to kiss. I didn't think so. Don, the way you speak the lines, everything, I don't know. There's no feeling. I I want you to try a more virile approach, like like Clark Gable. Gable and I work differently. Yeah. That's why he works more often. (laughs) That's what we need, that, that Gable quality. Look, I'll show you. Wait a minute. Excuse me. Stand over there, will you? Well, Cleo, you stole me around here for the last time. Nobody could push Barquette to be around, see? Last month I took over the south side, and now I'm taking over the palace. And what's more important, I'm taking over you, see? <laughs> Why, come on, quiet. Hey, hey, what's going on here? Cleopatra, who is this man? Oh, my goodness, Mr. Moran. I forgot to tell you, this is your Uncle Crevis. Oh, but Cleopatra didn't have an uncle. She has now. Hey, should I keep on going, Mickey, while I'm still hot? Hot, you're as cold as yesterday's oatmeal. I want the uncle to be a violent character, like Lionel Barrymore. Here, li- li- like this. Young man, we don't like strangers around this palace. I'll give you just 48 hours to get out. <laughs> All right, but, but she loves me, see? And when I go, Cleo goes with me. No, just a moment. Cleo stays here. But Cleo's leaving with me, I tell you. Now, just a moment. Who's Cleo? I'm... Who's Cleo? I'm Cleo. Cleo, where are all... Never mind. Gentlemen, don't fight over me. Well, well, that's it. That's the idea. Uh, You know what I mean? Come on. Come on, Mark Antony. Finish the scene. Kiss her. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Anything to oblige. Darling... Uh, Hey, you mean I've got to kiss her like that? Well, uh, maybe it won't be necessary, Don. Come to think of it, maybe I'll play this part myself. Oh, oh, what's that? It could be the thermometer, but I think it was Pat. Looks like she dropped your glass of water. Burst for New York makes all predictions north and west. Show your tickets, please. Patsy! 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 Patsy!
Patsy. Patsy, I just found out. Well, you needn't have bothered. Patsy, wait. I got to talk to you. Just listen. Well, you're acting like a baby, just a great big baby. I am not a baby, Mr. Moran. Well, then why are you going away? Well, I'm going to visit my aunt upstate. Gee, Patsy, whatever I've done, it's because I had to. Did you have to kiss baby Rosalie like that? It's part of my business. I'm a director. Well, you better get back to work, Mr. Zigfell. The Girl Scouts are just clamoring for you. But, Patsy, look, will you? Here, you'll probably want your pen back, too. Patsy! Indian giver! Patsy, wait a... Wait a minute, Patsy! I hope your star doesn't forget Wait a minute! Out, see? We gotta make those folks out there glad that they came and make them happy they spent their dough. Okay, that's all. Good luck to you all, kids. Hey, Mickey. Make more thunder. You think it's gonna rain? How should I know? I'm a producer, not a weatherman. Yes, but, Michael, we've got an outdoor theater. I'll build you a closing when I find the time. Say, how do you feel? I'm a little nervous. Me too, but you gotta be great tonight, see? You go out there and sell your song to all those Get people. Out of my way. Get out of my hey, way. who is that? Mickey, that's my father. Oh, so there you are. Where is this Michael Moran? Uh, right here, sir. So, you're the little twerp that's going to explode the prestige of an important name, eh? Huh? Lucky I got back in time. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Essence. Not a minute. Just... Rosalie, you're getting out of here. Oh, but Father... Well, she's the star of the show. Don't make me laugh. She gets 4000 a week. I know, but you can't just take her away like that. Father, honest, I've got a great part. Of course. I'll tell you when you've got a great part. Now, come along, Wait a minute, wait a minute, will you please, kids, just give me a chance. Let me think. Mickey, look. Patsy. I may be a sap about the men I pick, but I'm not a quitter. Our family are troopers. We don't walk out on anybody's show. Who said anything about... Listen, Patsy, you're back in the lead. I wrote this show for you. Now, now go out there and show them that I wasn't crazy when I did it. You really mean I'm going to... Oh, gee, Mickey, you're... Uh, uh, never mind, I know. I'm an Indian giver. Now, go on and get out there, will you? Please, everybody. Here we go. I cry for you. Now it's your turn to cry over me. No. 
Patsy. Oh, Patsy, you were terrific. Was it really all right, Mickey? You saved the show, that's all. Now that we've got the curtain up and the show started, there's nothing can stop us. Gosh, Mickey, it looks like rain. What's the difference? We've got a show. Who cares about a little rain? <laughs> Just no luck in the Moran family, Pat. Well, anyway, it took a hurricane to stop you, Mickey. Yeah. And at least we got through the first number. It was swell while it lasted. Sure, but what do we do now? Our money's gone, our costumes are spoiled, our scenery was last sighted sailing over Connecticut. <laughs> well, at least this old dressing room is dry. Besides, I can still sing and you can still write songs. Maybe I can't. Maybe I got this kick in the pants because I was too big for my britches. I guess I'd better forget about being a big producer and get myself a job. I'm, I'm through with show business. No, you mustn't say that. We've got to make those things come true that we've always talked about. Our name and rights on Broadway. Making people laugh and cry and applaud. You can't give up, Mickey. Pardon me for interrupting, but I think she's just right, Mickey. Huh? What? I think you're much too young to retire, and I'd like to make you a little proposition. Uh, <clears throat> say, look, if I owe you money for something I bought for the show... <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. My name is Maddox. Henry Maddox. You mean... You, you can't mean you're the Mr. Maddox. The Broadway producer? That's right. I came down to see your show tonight. It was the first time I was ever drowned and liked it. Do you mean that, Mr. Maddox? Yes, and it gave me a great idea, too. I'd like to try your show on Broadway. The old street needs new faces, and I think your show would just hit the spot. Mickey! Mickey, did you hear what he said? Yeah. He wants our show on Broadway. Yeah. Our show and you and me, Mickey, together. Yeah. Gosh. Hey, what's the matter with him? Oh, he always faints when he's surprised, Mr. Maddox, but don't worry. I promise you he'll be all right for opening night. Gosh, Patsy, us in a real Broadway show. And it's a hit, Mickey, a smash hit. Listen to that applause. Pat, would you, would, you, would you like to wear this again? Gosh, and, and, you And did? if you want me to say what I... Oh, Mickey, quit, we're on. Huh? Oh, but, but, but I love you. Mickey, you said Gosh, it. Gosh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. If your point of view is draft, take a quick vacation. Fill your car with good golf gas and drive around the nation. Leave your troubles all behind, dust off your machinery. The cobwebs off your mind, view this nation's scenery. Turn your faces to the east, watch the lovely sunrise. Fill your soul with morning sun, there is work that must be done. You will find it lots of fun if you stand up and sing. Hi there, neighbor, going my way. East or west on the Lincoln Highway. Hi there, Yankees.
Judy, that was a terrific finish to a splendid show, Babes in Arms. And I know that our listeners are all eager to see your new Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer picture, Babes on Broadway. That applause you hear is a barometer of the enthusiasm of our listeners, not only for your performances, but for your generosity in donating your appearances tonight so that Gulf could give the money you would ordinarily receive to the Motion Picture Relief Fund. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a word about next week's show. Next week, we'll present the most thrilling, most popular, most dramatic... Uh, uh, Hey, hey, Raj, wait just a minute. What's cooking with all the fancy talk? Shh, Mickey, I'm announcing next week's show. Uh, friend, you're overly verbose. Well, uh, yeah, but I've got to give our listeners a build-up. We want them to be sure not to miss next week's program. Not that too many words, friend. What you need is a lesson in MC. Well, now, that could be, Mickey, could be. How would you announce next week's show? I'd simply say, ladies and gentlemen, next week, the Gulf Screen Guild Theater presents... Cary Grant and Irene Dunn in Penny's Serenade. Yes, sir, a grand show. And that's all I'd say, Roger, because building up something that is already in a class by itself is sort of gilding the lily. Friend, it's gilding the lily. Mickey, my son, you're definitely right, which leaves me nothing more to say except the old crew will be back at the same stand next week. Oscar Bradley, assisted by Frank Tours... Bud Heaston and yours truly, when Gulf presents the screen hit of the year, Penny Serenade, starring Cary Grant and Irene Dunn. Mark it down as a date with us, will you? When Cleveland was inaugurated president of the United States, he said, The man who takes the oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States only assumes the solemn obligation that every patriotic citizen shares with him. And friends, in times like these, we're all anxious to help preserve, protect, and defend our country. Something we all can do is to buy United States defense bonds, because these bonds play a mighty important part in our nation's defense effort. So buy defense bonds, as many as you can, and as often as you can. This is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good golf dealer and saying, Good night, everyone. Don't forget our date next week. Tune to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater and hear Cary Grant and Irene Dunn. The Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland, Full Throttle production number God's Country, with music by Harold Arlen and lyrics by E.Y. Harburg, had been introduced on Broadway by Jack Whiting and the Five Rileys in the 1937 musical Hooray for What? MGM bought the screen rights to the show, which never was filmed, and instead used the song here in Babes in Arms. In 1937, Mickey Rooney made his first film alongside Judy Garland with Thoroughbreds Don't Cry. 
Garland and Rooney became close friends as they co-starred in future films and became a successful song and dance team. Audiences delighted in seeing the, quote, playful interactions between the two stars showcase a wonderful chemistry, unquote. Along with three of the Andy Hardy films, where she portrayed a girl with a crush on Andy, they appeared together in a string of successful films, stage, radio, and television appearances. During an interview in the 1992 documentary film MGM, When the Lion Roars, Rooney describes their friendship, quote, Judy and I were so close, we could have come from the same womb. We weren't like brother or sister, but there was no love affair there. There was more than a love affair. It's very, very difficult to explain the depths of our love for each other. It was so special. It was a forever love. Judy, as we speak, has not passed away. She's always with me in every heartbeat of my body." Unquote. Judy Garland passed away in 1969, Mickey Rooney in 2014. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber. Thank you.